Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. The people's champ. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. Somebody called for me. That's right. I am the Fantasy Jester. I am the people's champ. Uh, there is, there's really no better way to put it. I'm sorry. I know that's going to come off as cocky. And I got to be honest with you. I'm sorry. Uh, Sometimes, and we're going to find this out in our rant tonight. Sometimes the truth hurts. And and that's going to be part of the rant when we get it. Um, No, I'm here. I'm the fantasy jester. Those guys. uh, Yes. I've got a lot of people following the fantasy jester show. Sorry, folks. That's the truth. Like me, love me, hate me, whatever. Seems like whether you like me or love me or hate me, seems like you're still listening. That's the best part. You're all listening. Even if you hate me, guess what? You're listening right now. You're listening (laughs) to see what I have to say. A lot of people are doing that, and the number keeps growing. The website is growing. The show is growing. We now have three shows. There's a reason. There's a call for it. People love the fantasy jester. They love my work. They love my, my, my sidekick, JT. We've taken people by storm, and there's some people who don't like that. You know, and that's fine. Listen, folks, told you about the three shows. We're brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Your kingdom for everything, fantasy, sports, and more. By BreadFromYourBed.com. From Deep Obsession Charters, great new sponsor of ours. We've got a couple more that we're going to add in the coming weeks, uh, finishing up the talks on that. You know, we're getting the sponsors. The radio shows are getting the sponsors. You know why we are loved. We are loved. You don't get these sponsors without people liking you. We've got some great guests next week. We've got some fantastic guests coming up. This is what I'm saying. This is what people like. We're brought to you also by Sports Integrity, Reebok. Go on the website, fantasyjusticesports.com. Go do some shopping. You want some sports memorabilia, sportsintegrity.com for authentic signed memorabilia. We've got Reebok. We've got all the stores, you know, and the shops for the major sports, NBA, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball. You know, at any different time, because you go through FantasyJesterSports.com, there's different specials, free shipping, how much of a percentage off. All these shops, just because you went through my website. Once upon a time, as I, as I get into my rant here, I have to deal with something that's gone on since we debuted a wrestling show this past Wednesday for those of you who missed it, and apparently not many people missed it. What a turnout for a debut show 
thank you so much, everyone, for the support. I love you all. Trust me, I, I will continue to work hard to bring you the best. You keep showing me the love that you're doing, and that's fantastic. The debut wrestling show of FXE Live, phenomenal show. If you missed it, go to, go to fantasyjusticesports.com, go look at the archive show, and go listen to absolutely. Let me tell you something. I have turned an industry inside out in one radio show. One radio show, we bring on somebody. Now, forget the fact. No, don't forget it, because it was absolutely fantastic that one of the current WWE commentators gave the intro to the show. If you didn't hear it. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. I mean, that's how we started out. You know, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, let me just, let me just, uh, you know, put that. Imagine having one of the football, you say you're a football fan. Okay. Now, uh, imagine having like John Gruden on, imagine having like, uh, you know, uh, Aikman, different guys that you could have on that actually do the broadcast and, and come on and do your intro. So, you know, I was very happy to be able to bring that to, my wrestling fans. And let me tell you something that uh, the feedback people tell me how great that is. I appreciate that. Now from there, fantastic guest. And I'm getting to the rant. Trust me. I have to set the story for you folks so that you understand just how ridiculous some people are in this world. Um, So what happened was, is our guest broke it here on our show just how sick Vince McMahon is that Vic, Vince McMahon has dementia. I mean, he dropped an unbelievable bomb on our show telling, and, and, and like I said, you can go back, listen to the archived edition talking about, you know, how the McMahon money is broken down, you know, and this is the arena. These are the type of people that as I'm getting into the wrestling world, and I, like I said, I understand, I respect, I'm new to the wrestling world, but that doesn't mean that because I'm new, I don't respect the sport and the people of it. Unless you show me I shouldn't. Unless after my show, you go ahead and act like complete assholes. See, there's no better way to put it. Now, I was a gentleman to some people, and here's what happens in this world, folks. You know, once upon a time, I worked for another website, and they couldn't handle it that I was growing my little brand, the little fantasy chester that I am, okay? Well, i sorry, my brand was growing quicker than they were, and that created a big problem for them, and, you know, listen – I'm sorry. This is how I work. When I go after something, I go 100%. I don't know any other gear. I'm not going to half-ass it. I get that, thank you, God, from my father. My dad had always taught me, if you're going to do something, do it right, or don't do it at all. Now, so I step into this wrestling world, and I step into the wrestling arena, okay, because I'm going to start FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment, and start putting on my own shows. I have a friend that's been in the business a very long time. 
I know a couple of people on my own. So I go ahead and I'm going to help what is kindly put as a struggling production down here. I'm in Florida. Uh, everybody knows I'm in Florida. But there's a production being run down here, and I'm not going to give the name of the production. <clears throat> it doesn't deserve the credit. It's a joke. The people running it, I've been in the business 25 years, and, and I'm still losing $300 a month. And you're not ashamed to say it. And that's fine. That's how you do business. But this is a business. Now, I know I'm new to wrestling. Seems that people are offended that I seem to be too new to offer help. But let me explain something to you, folks. While I'm new at this, I'm smart enough to surround myself with the proper people, with the proper knowledge. That gentleman that was on last week talked about front of the house, back of the house in wrestling. People want to come at me like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That I'm about to come in here all green into their world. No, you're coming into my world of entertainment. You are fortunate I had you in my home. You are fortunate I gave you the opportunity to jump aboard. You're a hurting organization, losing money every month. I offer you talent. I offer to put fans in your seats. I offer you thousands of dollars. You're losing money each month. I offer you thousands of dollars while sitting in my home, eating the catered meal where the bread was flown in from New Jersey. Because I want you to feel at home. I'm trying to make you part of my family. Offer you thousands of dollars for one show. Let me repeat that. One show, thousands of dollars to uh, 25 years in the business, and we're losing money each month. And you're telling me you're insulted? I'm insulted. You call yourself a wrestling production. I heard what that man said, Joe Pepitone, on my show about having respect for wrestling. If you really think your production is respect to wrestling, you know what? You need to take a better look. I walked into one of your productions. Your ring cover is disgustingly dirty, nasty. You have no ring skirt. You have no production at all. You have no entertainment. 25 years in the business, I'd be ashamed to show that ring. I've been to backyard matches with better rings than that. Respect the sport. I respect it more. I'm new to the business. I would never put on a show that looked like that. That was god-awful. I can promise you one thing. FXE, FXE show, watch what happens. Watch what a production really is. Watch when somebody gives a shit. Yes, this is my rant. It's my show. And there's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. Everybody talking, talking, talking. Everybody talked to all my people, okay, and had a problem with me. You know what? Nobody said crap. Nobody said word one to me. 
you got a problem with how I'm doing things, how I'm promoting people. You know what? I'm promoting people. There's something that's a novelty to you. Respect for the sport. Absolutely pathetic. You don't respect your men. You've got talented men. You've got men putting it on the line for you for next to nothing. You owe it to your men to get the most out of the production that you can to actually pay them for putting their life on the line. You owe it to them. It's respect to the sport. It's respect to your men. Stand up and be accountable. Respect the fan. The people coming to the show. And hey, listen, I give a shit. My ring doesn't look like crap. That dirty, disgusting mess. You know who you are. You know who I'm talking about. I'm not putting you out there on the radio, but you damn well know who I'm talking about. You're in my arena now. Understand that. We do everything 100%. No less. Can you say the same as you're losing money? You're worried about me being your competition? I'm not your competition. You're nowhere near my league, buddy. You're kicking your own ass. What do I have to do? You're losing money every month without me laying a glove on your business. You're god-awful. And lastly, here's the best part, folks. All of you know I'm involved in charity work. I bust my ass for that charity to get them the most money that I can because I respect the charity. I owe it to them. This man, I'm no longer allowed. And it wasn't even him. You got a problem with me, and guess what? You send your wife through through Facebook message. Uh, you, your talent is no longer welcome. Get out of here. Get out of here. Your pride's hurt because I'm going to put on a better show than you. Okay, well, for the sake of your pride, guess what? Your workers now make less money because I'm not going to be able to help put on a real show for you. Your workers make less money. All those wrestlers putting their life on their line for, on the line for you, guys, guess what? You're making less money. You know who to blame, and it's not me. You know that charity that you're supposed to be putting that show on for? You're screwing them, too. Don't you owe it to them to give them the best damn show that you can to get the charity the most money? Don't you have any self-respect? How do you look at that charity in the eye and go, I'm there to help you by giving a piss-poor effort? Get out of here. And that's it. I'm done with my rant. That's all I have to say about it. I'm done with those people. They are nowhere near. You're worried about competition for me. You couldn't even shine my shoes. Get the hell out of here. Go learn 25 years of wrestling, and you're a disgrace to wrestling. Get out of here. Folks, I have, a, I have a show to put on now. I'm done with my rant. I have fans. You know what? Hell, here, one last thing. Crazy thing about fans. Hey, listen, I know you know who's, who it is out there. A bunch of you do. I had more listeners to my debut radio show than they had asses in the seat in their last wrestling show. My debut show, new guy, Mr. Rookie to all this, 
My first show came out of it financially better than somebody with 25 years in the business, his last wrestling show. Listen, real simple. Step up or step aside. You're in the way of real Florida talent, of some real shows coming to the Florida people. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And that's the last I'm going to speak on that. I promise you, folks, that's the last I'm going to speak on it. I'm done. I'm going to just, I I just want to bring in JT. I want to get the show started. We have a great, great show for you players. Okay, so let's bring in JT. Folks. Somebody who's my esteemed colleague and another person who, listen, I've explained to you all before and a bunch of you already know, the people here at the Fantasy Jester Show, not just me. You see, to me, I believe you have to be a leader. So it's not, but it's not just me working hard. I have a bunch of people in my corner in all different areas and none work any harder than JT. JT is a pleasure. How are you tonight, sir? Doing great, Jester. Glad to be here. Looking forward to a, another rim-rocking episode of the Fantasy Jester Show. And let me say one thing. I know you're uh, your subject on your rant. I listen to you. And, you know, the, just one small thing I'd like to chime in about that. And those of you out there that listen, we love you. We love having you. We bust our ass for you. I mean, the Jester works harder than anyone I've known um, for very little, if any, at all compensation. You know, the guy does it brings it for you every week. He writes articles. He puts on shows. Uh, FXE looks like it's going to be amazing. So, you know, nothing to worry about, Jester. You put in the work. If people put in the work, good things happen to them. It's really quite easy. Uh, You know, and uh, that's true, okay? But do me a favor. You know, don't talk behind my back. You got a problem with me, and I, I think that's, I think more than anything, okay, I am such, well, for lack of a better term, a man. I'm willing to stand up and talk to anybody at any given time about anything and have no problem. I have, uh, they call it communication skills. Yeah, that's it. Um, mm, so right. if I have a problem with somebody. I go ahead and I talk to that person, you know, more times than not, like a gentleman, and say, hey, listen, here's the problem. But when you're causing problems behind my back and you're talking about me or my family behind my back, then there's a whole nother story, okay? Then there's a whole nother thing because, hey, listen, I thought it was funny. You send your wife to send your messages. I thought that was cute, okay? Really? You got a problem with me. First, you send your wife. Then you're talking to a friend. Then you're talking to this other guy. Then you're talking to my son. You're talking to everybody but me. What's with the dance card, folks? I, I, don't, I, I just don't get it. That's just not being a man. Just be a man. Give me a call. You got my damn number. Stop it, okay? Uh, but no, you want to act like that, you're going to piss me off, okay? And especially here's the thing, JT, and I really do want to get off this because we've got some great subjects tonight. Um, but just real quick, when I'm reaching my hand out to you 
And I'm very sorry if you're offended that I reached my hand out to help your show, to help your workers, to help your charity. I'm sorry if you're offended that I did such a thing. I didn't mean any harm to anyone or anything. But that's just the way it is. It was something that I had you in my home. I'm trying to help you, not trying to hurt you. Like my wife told my, you know, Mrs. Jester uh, came under scrutiny by uh, the wife of this man in my own kitchen that night. And my wife said, just remember one thing. Mrs. Jester put it plain and simple. We didn't have to have you here. These shows are going to go on. We don't have to help you. We chose to. Now, what you do with that is up to you. And clearly, um, I guess that they are content with uh, being one of the worst out there. There's just, uh, there's no way. They said it. They said, they called themselves, I swear, JT, I swear on everything. They told us Uh that night, I understand we're the bottom of the barrel. Okay, well, fine. How about a hand up then? I, I mean, some people really? are just too You're proud of that. Your pride. Yeah, but you know what? Your pride is getting in the way of your workers. Your right. pride is getting in the way of your charity making the most that they can, or or what they need. These charities need help, and, and you really don't care about that. That's the. I mean, that's what's got me upset because we do a lot of charity work. I don't know. Anyway, listen, please. This week, we've got, we're going to talk about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, pitchers, mm-hmm. pitchers left off. We're going to talk about the arm injuries, all these pitchers. Maybe it's time to stop babying these guys. Team Galaxy. I, I think I've come up with a new name for the Golden State Warriors, Team Galaxy. <laughs> the biggest, brightest stars on the planet is seen in the galaxy. Uh, I think that would be a great uh, nickname. Maybe we can get them to want to sell that. Team right, Galaxy. exactly. Get some shirts or something, you know? Yeah. What is the state of the NBA because of uh, Team Galaxy? Uh, Mr. Crab has a $75 million office, <laughs> uh, offer sheet. Is this really starting to get out of control? So what, what you're saying is he up. has a lot of reasons to be a lot less oh, crabby, right? Yes, sir. There you go. Oof. We have better jokes than that plan for you folks tonight, I'm sure. Anyway, um, at least I would hope. I mean, I want to keep ratings, but I, I don't know at this point. I have a feeling we lost some wrestling people, but that's all right. Um, Drew Brees just turned 37 this offseason. What can we expect this coming season, fantasy-wise and in general, and uh, for how much longer? I mean, he's 37. He's up there. NHL. What teams are becoming uh, your place that you should start looking for fantasy players? Keeping on the NHL theme, in our factor fantasy portion, San Jose Sharks will make it to the conference finals next year. Fact or fantasy? Find out. The Jester has a very distinct opinion on that. You're not going to want to miss. The Denver Broncos, will they make the playoffs? Miami Dolphins will make the playoffs. All factor fantasy for the NFL. Basketball. Chicago will represent the East next year in the NBA Finals. Wow. There's been some talk about that. There's some other places that are talking about this and 
I can't wait to see what JT has to say about this. The Knicks will be the sixth seed in the playoffs next year. And finally, back to baseball. Chris Bryant, will he play in the home run derby and will he win it? Is this kid now, after doing it the first time, now is he ready to, you know, and primed and ready to go to show off his, I'm sorry, nothing less than what I call a monster bat? We're going to talk about all this tonight. But first, we're going to start off with JT and we're going to talk about this week's, all, you know, about the All Star game that's coming up and the pitchers. JT, what do you have for everybody? Well, I'll tell you, when you look at the pitchers uh, on both sides uh, of the, you know, American League and National League, I've been really racking my brain trying to find someone, for example, in the American League that uh, I would not have on this list. Uh, You know, now with the knee injury to Craig Kimbrell uh, being out three to six weeks with that, you know, Rich Hill was somebody that I was shocked didn't make the all-star team. You know, you're looking at a guy that's 9-3 and three with a 2.25 ERA, 90 Ks and only 76 innings pitched for a terrible – if it wasn't for the Angels, the A's would be by far in last place. So, God bless the Angels. But, uh, honestly, there's no one – I mean, this is probably one of the better pitching staff all-star games I've seen. Everyone belongs. You know, usually the Major League Baseball has that rule that each team has to be represented in some way. Um I don't see anyone on here that's a gimme. So, you know, who's going to start? Who's not going to get the pitch because they pitched, you know, Sunday? You know, there's always the argument out there, do I sit a guy down so he has a chance to pitch an all-star game, which is why Clayton Kershaw has never started an all-star game. Right. So, pitchers this year, uh, you know, Strauss, look at the National League, Arietta, Baumgartner, Cueto, Jose Fernandez – just to name a few, uh, Strasburg. I mean, twelve and zero to start the season. Twelve and zero, so, yeah. dynamite, dynamite arms. Uh, you know, when you go to the American League, headlined by, you know, guys like Cole Hamels, Danny Salazar, who's having a huge year. Chris Sale, Stephen Wright was somebody I looked at, but you're looking at he's a Red Sox. You know, they don't really belong there. But you know, ten and five with a sub three ERA. So you know, another guy that just having a great year. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, I looked at the uh, All Star Game, the pitchers, uh, and right after we uh, put it down as one of the topics, and I started to take a look at it. And what was glaringly different is exactly what you're saying. While I think you and I both were able to pick apart the position players, um, mm-hmm. I'm having a. I mean, I'd love to pick something apart. That's just what I do. I can't find anything to pick apart on the pitchers. I really have never really seen, you know, there's always that one guy. Oh, come on. Really? They put him in instead of. Right. No, no. I think, I think as far as the pitchers, you can't ask for better. The hitters, like I said, there were a couple of guys that I just questioned, but no, the pitchers, absolutely phenomenal job. And it's going to be a great all-star game as far as. And and Jester. I'll tell you the one thing that does interest me is if you look at the American League pitchers versus the National League pitchers, the National League pitching staff is more of a star-laden starting pitcher lineup, whereas when you look at the American League, it's more of your Dylan Batensis, Brad Brock, Andrew Miller, Zach Britton, Colome, Wade Davis, you know, Will Harris, Herrera. You're one-inning guys. 
you're exactly so guys that aren't going to be out of their element, so to speak. Um, so I find that interesting to see, you know, whose uh, whose strategy works better in that one. You know, and it's something that you got to take a look at. I mean, the game is played when you have that many people, okay, you're rotating people in inning after inning after inning. Some of these guys don't even pitch. Um, And it just would be smart to go ahead and do that. Now, do you always get your best pitchers? No, because you're going to miss out on some starting pitchers. But, I mean, there are some teams that I believe would – you know, try and find a way to hold their star back from going because, you know, do you really want to blow a starter's uh, spot in the rotation for one inning in the all-star game? You know, so right. depending on where you are in the in the race and all that, that's something to consider. But, you know, one of the things that they're doing is they're really babying the pitchers. And that was, that's where, you know, mm-hmm. as we're talking about pitchers, I'm seeing so many guys hurt and now Matt Harvey down. And, you know, speaking of the injuries and, uh, and that whole thing, as far as Matt Harvey and arm injuries and thoracic syndrome and all that, we're going to have our resident medical expert, Sarah Kelly on uh, regarding this. Uh, I've got a couple of questions and that's a whole new one. Uh, the whole Matt Harvey thing. Yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole new injury. I've never heard that one. So I definitely. That's not your Tommy John surgery. And I, I'm going to ask you to speak on the Tommy John part. But it would be interesting to find out what this whole new thing is, and is this a new problem? Uh, but my thing with this is, and this is what I don't understand now. As far as I understand now, and correct me if I'm wrong, has the human body changed a lot over the past 200 years? I, you I know, really, it's I, funny. It's funny you ask that because you would say want to say no, but then yet you look right now at the amount of 18, 19, 20 year olds that are coming out of, out of high school and out of college throwing 100 miles an hour versus 15, 20 years ago when you may have had a Randy Johnson, a Norm Charlton, a Rob Dibble, you know, a handful of guys that could touch 100 uh, on the gun. Now it's like yawn. Uh, You hit 100 miles an hour on the gun, big deal. You know, so you kind of wonder, is there some kind of difference? Are are people getting stronger, bigger? I mean, all the hormones and stuff that they put in our food as we're growing up, you know, Um, there, there is something to be said about that. But, I mean, the discrepancy. Now, listen, here, let me just throw some numbers at people. You know, it's a fantasy show, and people like to hear numbers and and comparisons, okay? Uh, Now, you're talking about in 1883. Now, I guess magically people have changed since then. And, (laughs) you know, I, I, I don't know. I would imagine that they still threw as hard as they could, that they weren't holding back back then whether they were smaller okay or not or had more muscle tone it was still that they were i'm sure these guys were exerting themselves to maximum effort that they were old horse radburn in 1883 yeah 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 old did you want to face (laughs) old horse no i don't want to face old horse (laughs) no i want nothing to do with him I don't want to, yeah, no, 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 oh, hell no. Oh, wow, you know, I, I felt a twinge in my calf. I don't think I should play today. Um, <laughs> and, but here's the thing, 1883, 
He had 48 wins. 48 wins. How much was that man pitching in the season? So, you know, okay, that's 1883. So you figure, okay, well, that must have, that must have shot that man to hell. He must not have done much after that. The very next year, the very next year, 1884, he had 59 wins. That's what his follow-up campaign was. <laughs> that's how much he held back the following year, folks. But And then you move on to one of, I mean, pretty much, I'm sorry, uh, Cy Young is a, a rather famous name in baseball, I thought. Yeah, I think they uh, named dude, something after him, didn't they? <laughs> I, there's something I, I could swear that there's something related to baseball that they say Cy Young and I keep award, award. I think that might be it, but it, it's might somewhere be. along those lines. It might be. Now here's a couple of interesting notes about Mr. Cy Young. He started pitching when he was uh, professionally at the age of 23. He finished when he was 44. He pitched now in. Today's society and in today's baseball, so for, for people out there, for way of comparison, if you pitch 200 innings a season, you've had a very good season. Your top guys are going to get what, JT? 225, 230, maybe Two, 240? 230, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Cy Young, here, here is his year after year innings pitched. Now, he came in a little soft that first year as a 23-year-old. He only pitched 147 innings. But then he followed it up with 423, 453, 422, 408, 369, 414, 335, 337, 369, 321, 371, 280, uh, 384, I'm sorry, excuse me, 341, 380, 320, and right up until he was 40, let's see, uh, he tailed off, actually, at the age of 42, he only pitched 294 innings. He really, he was slacking. Slacker. So, uh, and I would imagine that for the most part, Mr. Cy Young was throwing as hard as he possibly could for a good portion of that time. You would think. So what is the, the difference numbers between... Say yeah. Now, what is the difference between one human being, I don't care his size, strength, or anything else, putting the max effort on his arm as compared to another man putting max effort on his arm? You know, maybe it's the idea of how many repetitions he got made his arm stronger. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, folks, because you know what? You keep reducing the numbers, and we keep seeing great pitchers go down year after year after year after year. We are getting robbed of watching the stars of baseball as this continues. That's just my – call me crazy. I don't know. It wouldn't be the well, first time. Well, I mean, time. You're, no, you're definitely crazy, but on, on this point, you're crazy like a fox. I mean, you got to be on to something right there. So you look at these guys, like you said, the repetition – the chance to basically build the stamina in the arm up uh, and then go out there on a where it seems like the norm. Uh, I mean, how many complete games did Cy Young throw in, in, you know, in, in different seasons? I had to be – I know there was one time I think I read like over 20 complete games. So. Oh, no, 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 uh, no. Here, uh, I, I actually happen to have that. 348, <laughs> 42, 44, 36, 42, 
35, 40, 40, 32, 38, 41, 34, 40, 31, 28, 33, 30. And uh, that uh, that year where he slacked off at the age of 42, where he started slacking, and uh, uh-huh. his ERA ballooned to uh, 253. Um, oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me uh, let me correct that. I am sorry. His ERA ballooned all the way up to 2.26, and he only had 30 complete games. So. So my point is, when the guy pitched, the bullpen can take the night off. Uh, there, you know, there's no closer, there's no eighth inning guy. You know, they let this guy go out there and 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 do what he's supposed to do, pitch the baseball. So, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they need to come out here. It's like Julio Urias is a good example. You know, the Dodgers. Now, granted, he got knocked around a little bit in his time up in the show. He had a couple good games, but oh well, we want to keep his inning. He's only pitched 80 innings as the most. Uh, in his career so far, so we want to keep him around 100 to 110. Unbelievable. You know, you know. So you know, it sounds like you got a point there. It's it's uh, to me. I think it's worth investigating. They keep lowering all the innings on these guys, and all I know is that you know, and it's not just me. Please tell me. You know, somebody disagree with me, please. But I haven't found anybody that can disagree with me with this idea that the number of top pitchers getting hurt, it just keeps going up. And it could be from lack of work. We're seeing this in football. We're seeing where the less contact through practices, you're getting more guys banged up. They're not game-hardened. They're not game-hardened. You hear a lot of football players, I know I've talked to several personally, that have said, you know, you're not game-hardened anymore. You, there's there's a certain toughness that you've got to build, and maybe like I said that maybe that's the arm. But anyway, listen, let's go ahead. Let's change up a little bit. Let's move over to basketball for a second because, like I said, I want to really I want to see if we can coin Team Galaxy. Can we do something with that? I, I think we're going to start pushing that on Twitter or something. And folks, Fantasy Jester, Fantasy underscore Jester at Twitter, and Fez four three seven at Twitter. Holler at us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll give you answers to anything. You might not like them all the time, but we will give you answers. Um, But now uh, the state of the NBA. Now, when you have a team like Golden State, for lack of a better term, they are stocked. And you're going to have to get now the new NBA is, okay, I have to get a bunch of my friends that want to ring together. And that's just, I mean, it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And now you have, I mean, and I don't blame Durant. Please don't, don't get me wrong at all. I am, I am not, I don't blame the man for going where he's got to go to do what he wants to do. The man wants to win a championship. He has worked hard enough to gain the freedom to be able to go wherever the hell he wants. He went with a winner. Duh. Right. I'm not angry at them. I just want to know what the league is going to do as a whole, because you're going to really see this bandying together by friends, former college players, all this stuff. You're going to see it really get bad in the NBA, and you're going to have maybe five or six teams that completely dominate, and the rest of the teams are going to be crap basketball. 
It's going to hurt right. the product. It's going to hurt the product. It's going to be like watching the uh, Harlem Globetrotters play the Washington Generals on a nightly basis is really <laughs> what you're looking at. Yeah, and you know, that is that for, you know, guess what? It sounds a little far-fetched to compare it that bad, but it is pretty close because you know what? They, these leagues, all the leagues, they water down the teams, okay? You look at the any team, okay, and it's it's watered down the talent, uh, the talent pool for these. All these leagues could cut these teams, uh, cut the teams, five teams in each league, and you all you'd see is a better product because you'd have better teams. Okay, so um, and, and what's happening now is with the watered down effect, you're going to have a bunch of guys like you see it now. All right, let's get together. We've got the talent. Hey, you know Joe Schmo's my friend. Let's get him on the team. Yeah, okay. Oh wow, you guys got all them on the team. Hey, you know what? I'm willing to come on the team too. Okay, great. You're going to have like I said, five six teams. 30-team league, you're going to have six teams, okay, and 24 pieces of crap that you're going to try and pawn off on the on the customer for full ticket price. So they have to fix it. They're going to have to do something. I don't know. Don't I, I'm not the answer, man. If I if I had the answer, trust me, I'm not shy. I'd say it. But uh, And if I come up with one, then trust me, I'll come back to everybody and let them know, too. <sighs> Basketball, offer sheets. Guy. Oh, this man plays 10 minutes a night on average 10 minutes a night 82 nights a week uh, 82 nights in a season uh, uh, and his offer sheet is 75 million now before i ask jt about what he feels about it i have to say something about it this is this is about as ridiculous as it gets now listen i'm sorry First of all, I know my view on basketball probably it probably will rub people the wrong way. It has before, but I'm going to say it again. I'm throwing a ball in a hoop. That's that's what you're doing. I have to throw the ball in the hoop. From how far? Not really that far. Oh, okay. People trying to tackle you? Nope, nope, nope. People can't touch me. Wow. And you have to do what? I have to throw a ball in a hoop. And I'm going to make $75 million doing it as a part-time player, or because I've been a part-time player, I'm going to make $75 million. You know what? Here, I should be making $100 million, JT. You know how? <laughs> how? I could take a ball and throw it in a, uh. in a cylinder, too, okay? And I can do it under worse conditions than a, the average basketball player. It's called beer pong. Oh, I can oh, go ahead exactly. and toss that ball into that <laughs> cylinder while I've had a couple of drinks. Now you're putting pressure on somebody. Now, you, now, now there's a challenge to yeah. throwing the ball in the hoop. That variable really makes it difficult. I want $100 million to play beer pong. Come on. I don't well, know. Well, I, am I the only one? Am I, am I wrong here? $75 million well, no, to this I mean, guy, and he's been a part-time player? Absolutely, and it says that the Blazers can match it. Why would they? Uh, the Nets, another bonehead move from a bonehead franchise uh, in Brooklyn. Um, I mean, four years, $75 million for this guy. Now, here's the part I find amusing. By looking at some of these contracts that, you know, Boban Marjanovic 
Have you ever heard of him? Because he just picked up $21 million over three years from the Pistons. Oh, so, I know. You know, we're looking, at, we're looking at it and saying the NBA must be doing really well. But then they lowered the salary cap by $2 million. So that must be their answer to all this. Let's, let's lower the cap for the first time in a decade. Uh, you know, take that $2 million off so that really can hurt their ability to offer Alan Crabb four years, $75 million. So, you know, I'm looking at some of these names. Now, an interesting one you'll find today kind of goes yeah. with your uh, Team Galaxy. You know, David West, the veteran uh, power forward, signs a one-year, $1.55 measly million-dollar contract to play with Golden State. That, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. These are guys, you know, there's these guys that are basically at the end of their career that haven't got that, uh, you know, brass ring yet that are, uh, you know, they're going to jump on board for less money to get that ring. Yeah, there's guys that they, they've, they've worked hard at their craft, okay? They've spent their time, and they have the flexibility of movement. They're willing, listen, yeah, who doesn't want a championship? If I have the opportunity for a championship, and all I'm going to do is make a million dollars putting a ball in a hoop while nobody can touch me, I can make a million dollars working, wait a minute, I can make a million dollars make working, working, playing basketball, and get a championship. Gee, only a mil for that. Hmm. Yeah, only. I feel bad. I feel bad. And you know, here's the thing, folks, okay? You know Mr. Crab and his $75 million offer sheet? Guess what? All you fans out there, go into your wallet and just throw it out in the street next time. Because you're doing that every time you go to a, a basketball game. Look at how much you're spending at a sports venue these days, folks. You know, maybe, 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 you know, if the ticket holders today were a little smarter, just maybe, they would protest. You know how there's a lockout? The owners lock out the players or the players walk and they go on strike. You know what? Maybe it's time for the fans to do something. Because you know what? hate to tell you, fans, you're the real bosses of all these sports. It's not the owners of the team. It's not the basketball or hockey or baseball or football players themselves. You are the boss. It's your money. You're the one paying for this. You dictate who gets paid what. Are you really happy? Listen, how many people out there, okay, are living a crappy life all pissed off that they have to work two jobs to barely get by as somebody's making $75 million to be a crappy ba- basketball player? You know why he can? Because you all are letting them. And you don't even realize you're the boss of what these people make. Wake up, folks. Wow, I'm just on a roll tonight, aren't I? Well, uh, is you it me? Are. I seem to be. I, I'm on my pulpit tonight. Somebody get me a priest collar. I'm ready. I'm ready to preach too. Ooh. Romans eight twenty eight. Now wait folks. a minute. Now, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. You thought we had lightning Thursday night when we were doing the uh, gridiron guys. You put on a priest <laughs> collar, and there's going to be a lot more lightning than you want. Uh, you know, uh, quick story, and, and uh, I have to share this with you. 
And I have to share this with my fans because it is real funny. And then we're going to get to Drew Brees real quick. Once upon a time, Halloween, it had to be about 25 years ago. I dressed up as a Rastafarian priest and I was working security. No, I was working security. Okay. And before the event started for the security, okay, that I was doing, the event's about to start. The people from the church group, and I didn't know there was, that the event was run by a church group. The people from the church group were absolutely, obviously, very beautiful people. The lady who ran it comes up to me and goes, excuse me, Father, would you mind leading us in prayer? And I'm like, sure, ma'am, no problem. <laughs> They had no clue I really wasn't a priest, and I led them in a beautiful prayer. That is a true story up in Hackensack, New Jersey, that occurred, home of Enzo Amore. Anyway, all right, wow. folks, Drew Brees. That is a true story, though. I was uh, dressed as a Rastafarian priest and asked to lead everybody in prayer, and I, I killed it. I killed it. I, I am learned in my Bible. Did you ask? Did they ask you for weed for prayer? I I couldn't believe here I am. Okay, I'm in blackface. <laughs> I am I am in a black shirt, black pants. I've got the white collar. What I did is I when I bought my black shirt, it came with one of those little cardboard things to you know keep the collar stiff. Right, right. And, 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 it, and all I did was turn it around to the front because it was white. There's my collar. Okay, I'm in blackface. And I had from another Halloween a Rastafarian wig. And so I threw the Rastafarian wig on. I'm in blackface. Father, would you lead us in prayer? Now, I, I couldn't say no. And I did have because she came up to me and with that look in your her eyes, and I just couldn't say no. I felt like I would have broken her heart that I really wasn't a priest. Right. So well, I just right. went with it. I just. You went know with what it. I've learned tonight, Jester? I've learned this: Uh-oh. that the street lighting in Hackensack, New Jersey, must be very substandard. It must be a very dark town. So, for anyone <laughs> to actually think that you, in that getup, were a priest, but uh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, hey, listen, one of the great things, and uh, for those of you up north, because I know I have a bunch of New Jersey listeners in particular, you all know what I'm about to say. If you're in Hackensack, New Jersey, there are two places to go. White Mana for their uh, sliders. White Mana Burgers, can't beat that. And B&W Bakery for their crumb cake. Folks, that's for all you up in North Jersey there. A little tidbit, if you haven't been to those places, check them out. There you go. A little free advertising for those people. (sighs) What isn't free, okay, is this. Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about breadfromyourbed.com, and I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey, from breadfromyourbed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, We'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. 
If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow, or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go to get help starting a business? Bedfromthebed.com All right, and if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? All right, Ethan. One more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, BreadFromYourBed.com That's right, folks. BreadFromYourBed.com That's right. And as I uh, go ahead and pay bills, just a real quick reminder, folks, we're also sponsored by Deep Obsession Charters, Ryan Walton, Amber, they are fantastic hosts, folks. Um, Great people, great dives. Uh, They go to fantastic locations. You have the opportunity to uh, dive with sharks, pet a shark, hang out with sharks, okay? Have a good time with them. Go see unbelievable creatures by the Blue Heron Bridge. They're, They're down in West Palm. If you're In Florida, you can go to the West Palm area, or if you're planning to visit from out of state and you love to dive, this is the place to go. Folks, Deep Obsession Charters, wrecks, reefs, world-class shark diving, probably uh, they have to be, uh, and this is just from personal experience. This isn't, you know, some promo, I got to read it. No, this is personal experience, probably the best customer service in South Florida. You know, I got to be honest with you. If you want to see and have fun, it's not just what you're going to see. You know, uh, it's even better if you're diving with somebody who actually enjoys what they're doing and makes it fun. Folks, Deep Obsession Charters, 561-707-2045. That's Deep Obsession Charters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, they're every social media. They're everywhere. They, they, they've got a YouTube, you name it. Okay. Again, that number, real quick, 561-707-2045. Deep Obsession Charters. Folks, as we continue on and we're looking now, before we hit Factor Fantasy, we're going to talk real quick about Drew Brees. Drew Brees is turning 37. He's just turned, I'm sorry, he just turned 37 this offseason. And uh, what can we expect fantasy-wise from him, not just this year, but, you know, how much longer can he keep going uh, the way he's been? I I brought JT back in. JT, how are you? I'm doing good. You there? Okay. Just just checking. Now, a couple people, uh, JT, have uh, been a little concerned uh, what Breeze is going to do this offseason. 
And I don't know, is it me? Uh, but I don't feel that he's ready to drop off yet. And people have talked about, you know, well, they've lost Jimmy Graham. Uh, no more Colston. No more Stills. Uh, you know, uh, old Mother Hubbard's cupboards bare at wide receiver. And I'm like, uh, you know, pump the brakes on old Mother Hubbard's cupboards bare uh, at wide receiver for the uh, Saints. Uh, do you feel the same way? I mean, wh- what are you looking at when you look at this team? Well, I mean, I'm looking at a guy that just last season, if you take 2011 out where he averaged 342 yards passing a game, he averaged 327, 324.7 yards passing per game last year, which is the second most of his career. 32 touchdowns to only 11 interceptions, 4,870 yards, and completed 68% of his passes. I don't see a drop-off on this guy in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he keeps himself in fantastic shape. He's one of those cerebral quarterbacks that knows how to get down, knows how to get rid of the ball, um, knows how to read a defense and see where a blitz is coming from. So there's no, no reason for me to believe that this guy isn't going to throw up another 100-plus quarterback rating next season. He's got the weapons. I mean, Brandon Cooks came into his own last year. You kid, got the kid from Ohio State, Michael Thomas. To Cooks? I'm sorry, Cooks is a uh, former uh, 2013. He was a Bolitnikov winner in uh, college. This guy's not. He, he he was drafted first round in 2014. It's not like he's a, a, a schmuck. He's got right. somebody. Right, Michael. Go you know, Michael Thomas, Willie Michael Thomas from Ohio State, who they took this year. Willie Sneed really showed up last year. They go out and get Kobe Fleener, and then you've got Mark Ingram, who provided a nice. Uh, calming, basically a calming influence on that offense last year gave a nice, strong, not spectacular, but strong, dependable running game. So if New Orleans wouldn't have been cursed by Rob Ryan and his god-awful defenses that he put on the field, you know, offensively they're a playoff team, and I don't see anything different this year. I, uh, you know, you're going through that list, and, yeah, you talk about Kobe Fleener at tight end now. There's a guy, folks, fantasy-wise, he's got to be on your radar. It's not a secret that Breeze goes to everybody. He spreads the ball, and he does like the tight end. He likes the pass-catching tight end. And guess what Kobe Fleener is, folks? He's a pass-catching tight end. So uh, there's somebody to pay attention to that right. will be on that offense. You you already alluded to Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed. Now, Willie Sneed, solid guy. Brandon Cooks, I, I, I'm, you're looking for special things out of him this season, or at least I am. Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. Me personally now, uh, you forgot one in my eyes and one I'm not crazy about. Uh, first of all, Michael Thomas, me personally, um, I'm not. I, I, it's going to take me a little bit yet. I'm not sold on Michael Thomas, and there's a couple reasons why. Uh, I, I personally feel he could be their bust. Um, uh, the, he's a big guy, six three two twelve. Okay, and when you can do, he he had a combine best, eighteen reps on the weight bench. Now, but he doesn't like to run block. That's one of his knocks. He doesn't want to run block. You are six three two twelve, and you are obviously a big boy. You can hit that bench. But you don't want to run block? All right, fine. right. What else? He he runs poor routes. He has to learn how to run routes yet. 
because he doesn't run them well. And then on the other part of it is when pressed, he has horrible footwork. Now, Uh when you go from horrible footwork to poor routes to doesn't like to block, to me, that screams lazy player. Now, I hear that, but you look at a guy which you should know very well from the Bill Parcells tree and Sean Payton. You don't think Sean Payton will get, get get in his face and get these things figured out? And the reason I mention him is he kind of replaces the guy that left previously to last season in Kenny Stills. The one thing he did do at Ohio State, well, is run the go route. He catches the ball well, and he blows the cover off the defense. So if you play him in that Kenny Stills role, it kind of fills that need of the guy they have to take the cover off the defense. Like I said, uh, my my, – my jury personally is still out because yes, let's see what can he be coached? Can he is he mature enough to handle the coaching so that he isn't a lazy player anymore? That right. is well, that, Sean that, yeah, that's what, Sean Payton doesn't give you a chance on whether he can be either you will be coached or you won't play. Right, right. And that's that's what I want to see. But the guy in this offense, uh, I I you know, I'm gonna catch some flack. I know I am. <laughs> the guy I want to see this coming year, and maybe because he's a, out of New Jersey, out of Rutgers, okay? That could be Brand, possible. Yeah. Brandon Coleman, 6'6", 225 weapon. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm waiting to see this kid. Now, he came in the same year as Brandon Cooks, 2014. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just waiting to see him, you know, Play six, so, six, so here's a thought for you. That red zone. Here's a thought for you. The guy had a chance last year when Colston, either due to nagging injuries or just age or decline, he had a chance and got some starts last year and just wasn't consistent. He'd show right. one game and the next game he'd completely disappear. So if the again, if he can be coached or if if he wants Maturity. it enough, the guy's got the physical tools. Yeah, I would, I would, and uh, I, I would lean a little bit towards when you see somebody that can produce talent and then be gone the next week uh, mentally. That's usually somebody who just isn't a mature player yet. That's a young kid uh, who can show up and think that you know, all because I'm here, uh, uh, I'm going to do great. And well, that doesn't He's work in the it. NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That doesn't work in the NFL. And the sooner he learns that. Uh, the better he will be. And I, I think hopefully, you know, another year of experience and another year under Sean Payton, hopefully we'll uh, get that young man to mature. But moving on to uh, our fact or fantasy uh, portion. Actually, we're going to go with the NHL and fact or fantasy all in one. Oh, okay. Real qu- yeah, real quick, uh, because uh, we – I want to touch on a couple of these. And on my fact of fantasy, I have the San Jose Sharks will make it to the conference finals next season. Is that fact or is that fantasy? And here's my opinion on it. And here's what I'm going to give people. And you know what? We're going to lose our San Jose listeners on this. Oh, yeah, because if you ask for mine, I'm going to go with you. (laughs) Oh, okay. All righty. 
Because here's the, here's the one thing about Peter DeBoer. There's something about Peter DeBoer that wears people thin in, their, in the organization that he's in. See, it's not necessarily right now. What I'm saying isn't against the talent on the team. It isn't against the players on the team. I think San Jose has a very talented team, quite obviously. Look at how far they got. Great right. players in key positions, hard workers, okay? But there's something about Peter DeBoer that he loses his team. And now he has a track record of this. And real, just real quick, JT, because I want to hear what you have to say, is, you know, his first year – when he was with the Florida Panthers, he had a winning percentage of 567. His second year, not so good, 470. His third year, even worse, 439. So he leaves the Florida Panthers. He goes to the New Jersey Devils. His first year, the Devils light it up. 102 points, a 60 2.2 winning percentage. The following year was the strike year. There was only 48 games. They were only 500. The next year, they actually had a full year in the NHL, and they weren't that 620, uh, 62.2% winning percentage. They were only 537. His third year, his third full season, he didn't make it a full season. 36 games into the season, he took a team with 62.2 winning percentage down to 53.7, and in 36 games, had them down to 43.1. So that's two different teams each year, year over year. He started out great the first year and then went downhill. So that shows me a couple of things. It shows me that you lose your team because if, hey, listen, the first year that a coach is there, you're going to get the best out of your team. Everybody's trying to impress the new coach. You make your adjustments from there. So you're going to tell me that both Florida and the New Jersey Devils, two completely different organizations now, went ahead and make wrong personnel moves that cost Peter DeBoer their job, his mm-hmm. job. Right. No, now I'm starting to see no a, a distinct, distinct pattern. So, no, I don't – I can't I can't see – for whatever reason, I don't know. He turns them off. His message gets old quick. I don't know what it is. I'm not in the locker room. But there's something there, JT, that just has to be, you know. No, uh, what do you, I, what do you think? Well, I mean, I look going into next season. Let, let's be honest. This past season, they were the sixth best team in their conference. Uh, and I see a team like Nashville that only finished two points behind them last year. I see Nashville overtaking them. I don't see the Sharks passing the Kings or the Ducks in the Pacific. And I definitely don't see them passing the Hawks, the Blues, or the Stars overall in the Western Conference. So I think it was, um, you know, a team that got hot at the right time, um, made their run, and you know, ran in. They ran into an, a better team in the in the finals. So, you know, I just I don't see it. They've they've got some older talent. They've got some guys that they can't keep or didn't keep, 
And let's be honest, their draft really wasn't very, very impressive. So I think this is a team that will skate by and get in the playoffs, but I don't see them going anywhere next year. Okay. I have them as a right, seventh so. seed next year. All right, all right. So we both don't agree with that. Like I said, I ha- I've read publications that have them returning to the conference finals, and I'm like, you guys are drunk. But eh, whatever. Anyway, some of the fa- real quick in the <laughs> NHL too. Some of the places to get your fantasy players, folks. You know, we're going to be doing a special coming up soon on the NHL and the coming season. And there are teams out there like the Jersey Devils not normally known as a place to get your fantasy players, places like Toronto, places like Edmonton. Edmonton's just going to be a hotbed of fantasy players oh, this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's as fair. they've added now a solid goaltending in Cam Talbot, Cam Talbot, they've added a puck-moving defenseman in Adam Larson, going to help that offense get going a little bit more. Certainly, he's going to help that power play. So, you know, we're going to be talking about in the coming shows, folks, a lot about the NHL and also on fantasyjestersports.com. Look for the articles, uh, the fantasy articles for the NHL so that you can start taking a look. What should we be prepared for when camps open up? Don't forget, we're going to be looking at that, too. we got football coming up, and that's why we have, you know, we've separated some of these shows so that we can dictate the proper amount of time to each sport and give you the best coverage that we can. Uh, you know, you guys deserve the best, and I, I think that was the best way to give it to you guys. But with that, in the Fantasy Jester show, we're still going to touch on the sports, you know. Like right now, Factor Fantasy, JT, and one of your teams is in this uh, Factor yeah. Fantasy in the NFL. Um, first off, before we get to your team, uh, I've read places that are saying the Denver Broncos, uh, even through all the changes, are still a playoff team. JT, uh, what's your opinion on that? you think that the Broncos are I, still a playoff team? I do not. I see them missing the playoffs by a game or two. Um, I mean, you, you look at the losses. Uh, they, they're not even close on Vaughn Miller. That defense is completely different without him. Uh, you've got the Akeem Talib situation going on. Did he pull a Plexico burst and shoot himself in the club? Who knows? That's being investigated. Uh, offensively, not that Peyton, Peyton Manning was any uh, a pro bowler last year by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, neither was Brock Osweiler, but I like Sanchez. But I hear Simeon's already closed the gap on him in camp. So if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, as John Gruden is uh, fond of saying. So – Let's look or at you're it. Chip Kelly. Better. Oh. Well, if you're Chip Kelly, it's a, if you have five quarterbacks, you know. So, oh, okay. um, you know, but Oakland's Mar- Oakland's markedly better. Uh, San Diego, I think, will be better with Keenan if they can have Keenan Allen healthy for a full season. That's going to make them better. And last, I think, you know, I, th- I just don't think Denver has it this year. So I'm going to have to say that's fantasy that they make the playoffs. Yeah, I. Uh... I have to agree with you. I mean, uh, just solely first off, because I think uh, Oakland has put together some squad. I mean, yes, they have. There's, there's no question about the squad there, and I think that the changes are not going to help uh, Denver. I, I, I don't really, me personally, I don't see them 
as anything better than possibly 500 JT. What, I mean, okay. what are you seeing for a record for them? Uh, you know, somewhere between that seven and nine, eight and eight at best, I would agree with that. You know, the best you know, quarterback in the division resides in Oakland. I, uh, okay. And also, but like you had mentioned, like with San Diego, what I want to see is, okay, the, yeah, Keenan Allen, okay, but also Travis Benjamin's been added to to uh, mm-hmm. the repertoire for Philip Rivers. Right. I think that kid can do some serious damage. I, that's well, me you know, personally. Since, I, I don't know how no, you feel about absolutely. Travis Benjamin. Oh, he's a Miami Hurricane. You talk about a guy that can blow the, blow the top off a of defense. But fantasy alert for you fantasy players out there, a guy yeah. you want to look at in your fantasy drafts, Hunter Henry, rookie tight end. Phil, talk about earlier how Drew Brees loves him some tight end in the offense. Well, let's talk about Phillip Rivers, too, because the guys, no matter who's been there, like Darius Green, Antonio Gates, he lights them all up. Um, this kid's the truth. This kid can catch the football, and he can run routes. And we know Antonio Gates is 38 and not a picture of health. So just someone to think about when the uh, number two tight end spot rolls along in your draft. Good call. Good call. Yeah, real good call. Real good call. I like it. And, and that's somebody that's going to be available really. I mean, let's be honest. So that, that's a nice sneaky pick right there. I like that. And right. you're good for that. I mean, this is why uh, he's on the show, folks, is because he is good at coming up with things for people. You know, I, I, I know the show is Fantasy Jester, and, yes, I'm going to bring you some dynamite stuff. But, you know, don't sleep on JT. JT is going to bring you some really, really in-depth uh, evaluations on players. So with that, can you be partial, though? Can you give a fair evaluation when I ask the Miami Dolphins, fact or fantasy, the Miami Dolphins will make the playoffs this year? I'll tell you what, in all fairness, why don't you kick that one off and I'll follow you. (coughs) I've gone on record, excuse me. I've gone on record as believing that the Miami Dolphins are going to surprise a lot of people this year. I believe, I believe that we should all vote. No, I believe that <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would vote if somebody would give me a real candidate. Um, I would, mm-hmm. I believe um, that the running game will stay about the same. I, I, I know Miller's talented and I know Miller is expected to do great things in Houston. Um, but I also think that, you know, Miami still has a decent running game there. I just, I'm expecting a much better, and I don't know how you feel. Again, he's your quarterback. I'm expecting a much better year out of Tannehill because of not just who the coach is, but they got him some protection this year, some real protection. Uh, that's how I see it. And then their defense is, uh, their defense, I like. I happen to like their defense. They lost a couple of players. They gained a couple of players. And in the end, it's still going to be the Miami defense. I think they are going to surprise some people this year. Me personally. Well, and you? I look, you know, I look at it, and I honestly haven't felt good going into a season about our team in, in you know, Miami being a – I bleed aqua and orange, so I say our team – 
but it's been a long time. This year, it's a little different. Uh, you know, I think Laramie Tunsil has been working his tail off already in OTAs. Uh, welcome the move to left guard for now to keep Brandon Albert over at left tackle. You know, some think Pouncey is a Pro Bowl center. I'm not one of them, uh, but I do think he's better than average. Uh, you know, so the left side of our line, the right side will be better. Juwan James coming back will help us. We, he missed a lot of time due to a toe injury last year. But I look at this. Adam Gase is, A, the quarterback whisperer. Anyone that can get the season he got out of Cutler last year shows he knows how to work with quarterbacks, and I think Tannehill's ten times the quarterback that Cutler has ever been. Um, wide receiver-wise, I think Jarvis Landry's probably one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. We talked about this uh, about a month ago when I was complaining he came in at 97 on the NFL Top 100. You know, yeah. you got Parker, who they drafted in the first round last year. Don't sleep on Deontay Carew. This guy is going to be the best receiver, not named Sterling Shepard, in this draft. Right <laughs> now, he'll probably he'll probably start the season number four. Kenny Stills won't be able to hold this kid off. He'll replace Kenny Stills and get on the field. So we should be pretty dynamic. But the part that excites me the most, and Dominican Sue, for the first time in his career, attended all the voluntary camps. Yeah, and the a guy yeah. like that start showing up to the voluntary camps and OTAs, the rest of your guys start falling in. And I think that's going to set a great example. We got rid of Mr. Magoo. Joe Philbin's gone. He's the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis and good riddance. Magoo. We got a coach. We got ourselves a defensive coordinator. We got some players. Miami will make the playoffs. Well, all right. Uh, uh, folks, Listen, personally, I don't know how credible it is. He's a Miami fan. What else is he going to say? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just busting. But yeah, no, um, I think we I think we both see it the same way on that. And and folks, so that you know, uh, the Gridiron guys every Thursday night, seven o'clock Eastern, uh, we're going to be the football show to go to just before the Thursday night game. We're going to go ahead. Every Thursday, we're going to talk football, we're going to talk fantasy football, but we're mostly, a good portion of the show, we'll be talking about the breakdowns, what to expect, what every, you know, what's going to go on in that game, and also give you some uh, fantasy perspective from that game. Should you start your players that week that are playing in that game? That's a Thursday game. It's the first games of the week, of the fantasy week. Do you, oh, should you play it? Games. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. I do. And, I and, but that's why that's why we have to be there. But right. you see, to me, that's why we have to be there for our fans who are counting on us to give them the best in fantasy the sports. Best in yeah, yeah. Jester, I got to point this out. I got to point this out. We must have the wavelength going tonight. We've both thrown down a, a Rutgers receiver tonight. And Coleman yes. and Carew. So, Carew. you know, Rutgers isn't normally your hotbed for wide receiver talent. but Yeah, but, you know, Jersey is. Jersey is your, a yes, hotbed for talent. Yes, you know, you is. have Some Spruce. of the best high school football that I scout is Jersey, Florida, Texas, and Michigan. And, and we've got the boss, and we've got Bon Jovi, and uh, the gesture. We'll so, I mean, look at the things that just came out of Jersey. That's just fantastic. <laughs> what a blessing that state's been to everybody if they only realized. Um, but, okay. 
Anyway, uh, folks, moving along and switching up to a whole nother uh, sport. Uh, also, by the way, with that whole gridiron guys on Thursdays, gridiron guys, Thursdays, we are going to be going ahead over these next couple of weeks. Join us as we give early predictions for the teams. We're going to tell you who do we think already going to make the playoffs, not going to make the playoffs on the fringe. We're going to give you an idea of what to look for in their records. Complete breakdown. We're going to go team by team, and we're going to start doing it shortly as this, as uh, camps open up with our camp coverage that we're going to bring you. Fantasy, Jester, Sports, and the Gridiron guys for everything that you could possibly want, football. We're going to bring it to you, folks. But right now, we're done bringing you football, and we are going to bring you back. Let's go back in time to the NBA. Back to the NBA. Chicago will represent the East next year in the NBA Finals. I read that the other day, and I said, oh, there's a factor fantasy for you. JT, Chicago, East Finals? Um. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That uh, when, when we talked about this in production, uh, that caught me a little, uh, a little by surprise. You know, I know people want to see the Dwayne Wade move. Uh, you know, and see some of the uh, Rajon Rondo signing. That <sighs> backcourt's going to be a, that backcourt's going to be a train wreck. Oh. Uh, let's let's be honest. Uh, you've got two guys that try to dominate the ball in Rondo and Wade. And I don't see. And let's be honest; each of them have a, a small little ego uh, in there as well. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, and then you have, in my opinion, the guy that's still the best player on the team, and Jimmy Butler, will probably get overlooked or be less of a factor in the offense because of these two guys. So, I think the Bulls will make the playoffs, but it'll be a low seed. Uh, you know, I can see at some point. During the season, Rondo and uh, D-Wade going down the backcourt, okay, both fighting for the ball, and a fantasy jester, Bill Crude-like brawl breaks out between the two of them. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand the thought on that at all. If you're going to bring Dwayne Wade back home to Chicago, fine. You don't bring Rondo into that mix. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just – I, I I I I thought it was funny when I first heard it. Me personally, I I can see them making the playoffs. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, they're going to the make the playoffs. But yeah, no, no, there'll be a first round exit. You know, maybe maybe they make the second round, but uh, I would definitely not go to eight 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 dot com and bet that. 888.com on fantasyjustersports.com join now and get $30 back if you join through PayPal $30 back at you anyway I had to do that Uh, it's just habit can't help it (laughs) also in the same in the same area I was reading the New York Knicks will be the sixth seed in the playoffs now I, I, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried. I, I, totally I couldn't would. do it. I, I, I'm trying. I really, you know. All right. I, it's I'm a shame, too, because the, it's the garden. It's the mecca uh, of basketball, in my opinion. And it's, well, hell, it's 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 nothing now. I mean, I, like I told you the other day, Joakim Noah, Derek Rose, congratulations, New York Knicks. You've just won the 2011 NBA championship because that's the last time those guys were relevant. It's just I I I, I I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I am literally I I'm from up there, guys. I'm a I'm a Nick fan. I mean, and I'm sitting there going, I still don't. That's not a playoff team. Stop. Stop. No. My head hurts. My head hurts. Listen, folks, so that you know, okay, coming out on Monday, and you know what? Because of this conversation right now, I might try and rush it out and get it out there for you for tomorrow to read. I'm currently working on a piece that covers the Knicks. And, and this is from a Nick fan perspective. This is from somebody who, you know, follows the team, loves his team, okay, and has watched what has gone on under the watchful eye of Jim Dolan. Now, you want to talk about rant-worthy, okay? There's there's somebody that's rant-worthy is Jim Dolan. <laughs> matter of fact, Jim Dolan... Jim Dolan uh, runs the show like the wrestling promoter I was talking about earlier. Absolutely pathetic. Um, he is a joke. And my question is, and the article basically asked the question, what are New York, what are New Yorkers waiting for to ride him out of there? That's my question. After 15 years of absolutely horrible basketball being played at the garden, uh, Anyway, uh, I guess there's our answer for the Knicks. Last one. Here we go. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant will play and win the home run derby this year. Big, powerful kid for the Chicago Cubs. Got a monster bat. He can send it a mile. JT, uh, what do you think of his chances? Well, has he officially said he is doing it? He's going to, uh, from what I'm being told now, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've been told that he is 80% playing. Now, okay, what, he doesn't, what he doesn't want to do, okay, is uh, he's, he's concerned about the swing. People, I guess, well, he learned gotten, from last year. Yeah, people have gotten in his head a little bit about that. And, um, but my feeling is, is, uh, the kid's a competitor and I'll be shocked. And so is the person that I spoke with will be shocked if he doesn't play in it. If he plays well, let, in it, I, I give him, I just, give him a, a decent chance. I don't know a about decent chance, it. But let's just say this way back when the fantasy jester show was in its infancy, I did a, a small rant about younger players participating in the home run derby it messes up your swing this guy's having an amazing season 
Why would you mess with that? It's about the Cubbies breaking through and winning a World Series. It's not about him taking home uh, a participation trophy in the home run derby, uh, you know. So, in my opinion, don't. You ruined your swing for the second half last year when you did that. Your splits were terrible. Um, You know, Jock Peterson's another one that he's still – Jock Peterson still hasn't gotten it. Oh, my God, he still hasn't gotten it right. You know, so yeah. you know what? I if I'm the manager and Joe Madden's one of the best, I don't let any player that doesn't have at least three full seasons of experience in the majors in the home run derby. I got you. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but you know, I will kids, say this to you: kids that age, it, go ahead. right? It, this makes a lot more sense though, because when you sent me the final lineup tonight. That last, this was at the very bottom, and I had trouble reading it, and it looked like Kobe Bryant in the home run. I'm thinking to myself, did I miss something? Are are they inviting people from other sports? This makes so much more sense to me. So, <laughs> that's great. Well, folks, uh, you know I, that's the home run derby, and you're talking about a young guy uh, who, you know, young guys they they're full of themselves. They want to flex their muscles. Sometimes they always mm. don't always make best choice but you know sometimes that's just the way it is and wow we are at that time JT thanks for joining us again always as always great job sir folks you have been listening to the fantasy jester show I am he I am the fantasy jester I am so grateful that you listen that you tuned in as always, thank you, thank you so much. You allow me to do what I do, wrap my life in sports for you deserve the best. And I will make sure I will always give you that. If you this has been the fantasy jester, folks. Thank you for listening. I'm out of here. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture? Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty.